All right, good morning, everyone. Uh, today is Monday, February 13th, 15th, sorry, Monday, February 15th, 2021. And aside from, uh, if we're looking at Western media, aside from who, Capitol riot, um, uh, impeachment trial, da da da, COVID, aside from those things, it's hard to find some stuff. So if you could just bear with me, I'm going to cover. Uh, stuff that I found to be occurring not just in the West but all around the world for those listening outside of the West. So, first off, let's get some whatever out of the way with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are expecting their second child. Look, good for them. Why I got that announcement or that notification from Fox, CNN, Business Insider, it makes me want to turn off the notifications on my phone. Why I got a notification from all the sources for that, like I get it. Each thing has to report their sources, but like what a what a joke. I mean, they're having a kid, that's good. I'm not saying the kid is a joke. I'm just saying that the fact that like the see like aren't there better things to report on? But anyways, of course it's about the clicks and it's just, you know, keep pumping out the headlines and stuff. That's why I like to do this, because we can comment on this all we want and not getting shit for it, right? The next thing is that woke universities, you know, like the whole woke movement and all that, uh, are going to be fined for limiting free speech. Good. This whole thing about like being woke and all that, you know, it's bad when Obama says, and I'm not trying to shit on Obama, but you know, it's bad when he says recently a few months ago and Bill Maher and all those guys on the left are saying, you know what? You got to stop with this woke stuff. It's given people, it's given those on the left a bad name. On top of that, the whole thing with Obama said this as well. A lot of Democrats have said this. The whole thing of defunding the police with the mixed in with the woke movement is what's giving the people on the right and the far right uh, adding fuel to the fire. That's what it's doing. And I couldn't agree more. If we're going to be totally neutral, and I'm not taking a political side here, but we're going to be neutral and consistent, what do we see here? We see controversy. And we see that because excuse me, we got people on the right going, yeah, but what about the woke stuff? Then we got people on the left going, yeah, what about the, the, the white nationalist stuff? Everybody just needs to chill on both sides. That's it. Simple. That I mean, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. But anyways, let's, um, let's move on. So the next thing is that Iran vowed to limit their nuclear inspections if its partners fail to act, they said. Pretty much saying they're trying to rush this whole thing of, okay, look, Trump got out of the Iran nuclear deal. It's kind of put Biden in an awkward position, depending who you ask. Some say getting out of that nuclear deal was fantastic. If you look at uh, very conservative people in the Middle East, you look at people like Netanyahu, they hated the deal from the get-go, the Iran nuclear deal, because the whole thing was like, listen, you're trying to be diplomatic with these people, and it might work, but you don't think secretly in reality they're going to still make nukes. And I'm... I'm going to be honest with you. In that regard, I agree with Netanyahu in the sense that I, this is my opinion, guys. I just want to make this clear. I'm a very realistic person. And again, uh, I tend to be conspiratorial more often than not, which some say is healthy. Some say is not. But that's just the way I am. You think that even when Obama made this, Obama's whole thing was we can be peaceful and sort it out in a real uh, in, in a in a textbook theory world. I honestly think that's fantastic. Who wouldn't want that? That's what both sides politically are striving for, right? Simply peace. Simple. With anybody. Not just Iran. With anybody. But realistically, you think Iran... From what I understand, they froze a bunch of the Iranians' assets in America, which screwed their economy big time. But do you honestly think they would have stopped making nuclear weapons? They would have stopped doing it publicly. Right. And then the whole thing is, well, if Iran enriches their uranium and in the next two, three years, they can go underground. And the 
debate to that because I'll play both sides of that is people like Netanyahu and Trump and all and you know people on the right the conservatives are fear-mongering with Iran saying you know we just gotta get don't let them get a bomb keep killing their high-level people that's it that's also not the answer either okay and I'm not saying that I'm not trying to say that like I'm trying to tell you guys I'm just giving my opinion but I'm mixing in my opinion with a neutral stance if you see what I'm trying to do here so I think ultimately I'm a little bit more on the side of being a little more, in this case, conservative in the sense of the realistic side of it. I'm not an expert on Iran, nor am I an expert on Israel. I've been trying to become more of one on Israel lately and the Middle East overall, just for the morning episode so I get a better understanding of the world news. But I think ultimately, I think in all seriousness, Iran has a lot of hatred in some ways, rightfully so. Not the people of Iran, by the way, the government, the regime. Um rightfully so and a lot of other things they're uh, doing things out of spite without any right and without any um, without any reason and i think realistically you can sign the most perfect deal in the world i just firmly believe iran is still going to go underground and keep making nuclear weapons just like every other country does by the way so because again i have a lot of iranian friends who are great people and they tell me all the time they go dave we agree and and i'm not saying that's you know just because i have friends that are iranian that agree with me that that's you know how every other iranian thinks no but you see what i'm trying to get at right the next thing is that the country of guinea has declared an ebola epidemic after confirming three deaths from ebola look just nip it in the butt that's it nip it in the butt none of this mask nonsense just quarantine whatever just get rid of it make sure it doesn't spread the last thing we need is more of this nonsense whether it's real or not it doesn't matter because clearly whether the virus is real or not and it is because i'm saying it on youtube but again patreon.com slash generation z you'll see why i'm doing it, <laughs> doing that but the, the point here is that when we look at all of this even if the virus is fake let's just say in a hypothetical world it's fake it's still impacting people who have not been affected by the virus such as myself to be honest with you i mean in terms of health, I'm saying. So people like me and people like you watching or listening, some say it's real. Vi- it's a real virus, but it's man-made. It's been manipulated or altered. Others say, no, it's it's not. It's all. It's just an extremely heavier version of the flu. Others say it doesn't exist. I respect all of that. All I'm saying is the thing with Ebola, nip it in the butt. That's it, right? The last thing we need is another real or fake but narratively pushed by the mainstream media breakout of Ebola. Even though we understand Ebola, we know how to... I think we know how to cure it. I... Hold on, don't take my word for that. But we understand it much better than COVID, that's for sure. The last thing we need is all this nonsense with all these different viruses and bullshit, right? So just nip it in the butt, Guinea, please, just come on. The next thing is that the Myanmar protests resume as, uh, they're continuing as the internet was then restored for the entire country, but the military is still encircling and still kind of sitting around. I don't know exactly what's going on there. It's very confusing. And if you look at the New York Times, you look at BBC, you look at Al Jazeera, there's different perspectives, I guess, based on the journalists reporting on the ground there, if there's journalists on the ground there. So I don't want to comment too much. All I know is that there was a military coup, a lot of different things, a lot of very bad things happened. The internet went out for the whole country. Imagine that. Like, think about your internet and my internet. Sometimes it's just natural. It goes out for like, you know, literally two, three minutes in our homes. And we're all like, holy shit. Imagine for the entire country. You know what I mean? All you'd have is, I think... Cable news probably run by the state media in, in Myanmar, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to, you know, push something that's not true. And then we'd have radio. And if the internet went out in the West over here, it would be the same thing. Canada, United States. It'd be like, holy shit, you know? So, let's see. The next thing is that Israeli Air Forces held a surprise drill right next to the Lebanese border. <sighs> I don't... 
Like, I get it. They need the clicks for the headlines. You, yeah, of course they did. Whether you agree with it or not, it's very simple. It's Netanyahu just trying to show force. And it's not just Netanyahu. There's a lot of people. It, assuming the polls are not faked, the majority of the country agrees with Netanyahu. Not by much, but just north of 50% from the last polls that I've seen. So... It depends, like in terms of being able to show force constantly to defend Israel. I get it. Honestly, I'm more conservative in my opinion with Israel than liberal. And the reason for that is very simple. Look at, and I know there's, it's more complex than just this. But if we're just looking at this particular context here, look at the layout geographically of Israel. Not geopolitically, geographically. The country, Israel surrounded by their enemies. Now, we can debate, did Israel create those enemies thousands of years ago? That's not for me to say. The point is, we're here. We're, what's going on right in front of our faces is what matters now and for the long term. You're, you're, what would you do, guys, if you were surrounded? And I'm not, I'm not trying to defend Netanyahu. I'm just saying Israel as a country. If you were surrounded by enemies, I mean, you'd probably want to show force every so often. Maybe do some type of fighter jet drill or some high advanced, you know, propulsion system of rockets. And don't attack anyone, but, you know, shoot them up in the sky and just give a quick little thing, whatever. I don't agree with that. Honestly, it's all about peace. But if we're going to be realistic... It comes down to, very sadly, it comes down to that war mentality. It's either my life is going to go or his life is going to go. It's as simple as that. And it's very sad because we got to really step back and get that sort of war strategy out of it. I think it's always good to have a strong military. I think you always need a very strong military. Uh, always on standby. You need the cutting edge, never stop, best of the best. Always on standby. But at the same time, it, you know, there's there's a balance and I get that. The next thing is that, well, okay, yesterday was Valentine's Day, and um, there was a, uh, unfortunately, two people died in two separate Colorado avalanches yesterday on Valentine's, which is unfortunate uh, in Colorado, which is, uh, yeah, very sad. I mean, I imagine you'd probably go skiing there or something with your partner, and then you end up dying, or your partner ends up dying. It, it's it's terrible. It's terrible, right? So, and, and to those, by the way, yesterday, happy Valentine's Day. I totally forgot. I'm... I'm not that it matters, I'm single, so it doesn't really apply much to me, so, um, yeah, my apologies for those who are married or have spouses, partners, what have you, happy val happy belated Valentine's Day. The next thing is that there's an unpre unprecedented winter storm in Texas that caused power outages across the entire state. Huh. I mean, interesting, I mean, some say global warming, some others say it's just the nature of the earth. Not even that, just, man, seeing winter and a storm in Texas, Wow. Like, I mean, I know all of the West right now, Western, the continent of the West is experiencing in most areas, uh, very heavy, strong winter storms, things like that. Over here where I am in Toronto, it's like minus anywhere from minus 19 to minus 25 degrees Celsius, which is insane. So even for people thinking, oh, you're Canadian, you're, you're used to it. I am. I'm not going to lie. I am. But it's still cold. Don't kid yourself. Um but I can see, like, I lived in Arizona for a little while. I could see why, you know, coming back to Canada, how people say like how do canadians deal with the cold or certain people in the states deal with the cold for the states that snow very often i can understand that i could see that right the next thing is that bill gates said that ending the pandemic is very very easy compared to combating climate change uh see the problem i have with this is this is like okay 
I'm going to play two sides with this very quickly. Let's just say Bill Gates is not an evil guy or he's not very, you know, negatively oriented. I think he's right up there with the elites in that chess game. Whether he's good or not doesn't matter. I think his actions are very negative in a lot of ways. So let me make that clear. With that being said, let's put a hypothetical twist on this. Let's just say hypothetically he's a good guy and everyone in the world has the wrong perception about him. Okay, let's just say for a second, guys. Him making those statements doesn't help because you're stirring up the controversy between the climate change people with their opinions, which is the right to free speech. You're also stirring up the issue of COVID. And that obviously, excuse me, it's a big, big issue. So you're stirring up all these issues. But then you look at it and you say, okay, for a guy who says, oh, I don't know why everyone attacks me with conspiracy theories, which Bill Gates does say, it's because you say shit like that that's so vague and open and like... It, it just it makes no sense i don't care if you believe in climate change or not and i say that respectfully ultimately what it comes down to is i mean don't worry like don't get me wrong i do love the environment i have to say but at the same time humans gotta live and i get that so i see both sides with that being said though when he says stuff like you know getting rid of the virus is a lot easier than combating climate change it makes you think are is he hinting at something and that people have the right to think that people will call that you know fringe conspiracy theorists but no does he have the right to hint at, is he sorry is he hinting at something and you and I have the right to interpret that cuz that could mean any fi- anything it's open for interpretation and that's the other thing that bothers me too the left is always like well the right you know by the, and I'm not saying I'm on the right I'm saying from a neutral stance the left always goes you know people on the right always make these statements whether it's politicians or conservative media these openly vague statements that could be open for interpretation yeah and bill gates doesn't and let's be honest everyone associates bill gates with the left democratically anyways we've seen where he donates and that's you know the the money he donates to is very democrat democratically uh democratic party oriented so let's just call a spade a spade right and he's saying stuff it just doesn't make any sense to me but anyways like that's why people keep saying these things even though i do think generally speaking the guy's up to no good so the next thing is that Lindsey Graham said that Laura Trump is the future of the GOP. That's Eric Trump's wife, so Donald Trump's uh, daughter-in-law, who did a lot of things for Trump and the campaign and stuff in 2016 and in 2020. I honestly thought I would have seen Ivanka run for governor before La- Laura Trump. It's not confirmed, but apparently that's the whole thing. I mean, I don't... I'm going to be honest with you guys. And maybe I'm wrong, honestly. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't see a Trump sitting or holding the presidency again i do see a trump and this is just my opinion but i do see a trump being a governor a senator or a congresswoman congressman a representative i don't know which one that'll be i honestly thought there would have been talks of ivanka maybe she's gonna wait uh, four years from now she'll run in uh, for a congress or something but i do see laura trump doing it i didn't think she was gonna run even though nothing's confirmed yet just because i thought she was gonna stay running like the whole trump tv if trump was gonna start his own tv network so it's interesting to see um if there is i mean look at the end of the day whether or not it's money or power let's face it once you get into power it's human greed you just want more power so i could see that and i'm not calling trump and them greedy i'm just saying totally from a neutral standpoint people don't get into politics generally speaking in reality to help other people that's what it's supposed to be for but let's be honest that's not what it is right so the next thing is that uh, cuomo's problems governor cuomo andrew cuomo his problems are so bad that even cnn is saying it's bad now that might be a vague statement like dave what are you saying his statements are bad he covered up a bunch of COVID data that was showing numbers way worse than what they reported publicly because they were afraid Trump was going to tweet mean things at them and stuff like that and say, look at how bad New York is. So this whole time we thought New York was getting better, it 
eh, it's debatable. It kind of wasn't. And it got so bad that even Jake Tapper tweeted, Jake Tapper of CNN tweeted, doesn't matter what the president was going to say about you. Doesn't matter if he was going to stop sending you stuff if the numbers were so bad or whatever. Or say, look, see everyone, I was right. You shouldn't have hit those numbers. And it's true. And it's these little things, guys, that might have influenced the election, the general election for Trump. Just like the Hunter Biden story. I'm not siding with Trump, but we got to call a spade a spade here. Right. We got to call it as it is. So, I mean, who knows? Would it have changed the, maybe some votes in the election? It, it might have the Cuomo thing, just like the Hunter Biden thing did. When the Hunter Biden story, after it was censored uh, before the election, the most searched up thing in the West, at least on Google, even in Canada, was how do I change my vote? Now, Canadians obviously don't vote. They just wanted to see what was going on in the States when you search that up. And in the States, that was the number one or number two most searched thing. So that tells you something. Not to say it would have changed enough for Trump to win. But enough to show how much the media can influence little pockets of, of, of society, if you will. Right. The next thing. The next thing is that the, there are calls growing for a 9-11 style commission and hearings for the Capitol riot. So the same way there was like, you know, the church commission in the 70s and 80s. And then you had, you know, uh, the 9-11 commission. I would say the Bill Clinton commission. But I'm going to be honest with you. The whole Monica Lewinsky thing, that was was a blowjob I'm, I'm sorry i i don't care the guy got a blowjob whatever um and that's not even me trying to take a side it, it's just he shouldn't have done it but whatever fine they want to do those same type of hearings for the capital riot sure i mean if it's productive i'm all for it but a lot of these hearings are not productive and when they are productive in terms of dialogue nothing ends up happening you see the tech hearings last year there were like two or three of them with facebook amazon apple google twitter nothing happened they shitted on them and they said, look, you guys are hiding stuff and all that. But then nothing happened. So if nothing happened, what's the point of doing the hearing? Right? I'm all for hearings if it's going to turn into something. Right? And I get it. Sometimes you got to have hearings and then nothing is done after because sometimes it's better to have nothing done. I get it. But never, ever, ever has any action been taken from any hearings or committees. Very rarely. I mean, you look at the Church Commission and the Warren Commission in the 70s. Technically speaking, the action taken, that hearing was the action in and of itself because they were exposing a lot of covert CIA operations that were considered unethical. So I get that, but you know what I mean. The next thing is that, or the final thing is that the Taliban is closing in on Afghanistan cities, pushing the country to the brink, according to Al Jazeera. <sighs> Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you, and if, I, if I'm missing a perspective here, Please tell me in the comments, if those are, for those of you listening and watching on YouTube, I agree with Trump when he said, and he's been consistent with that since 20, I think 10 or 11, actually, way before he ran, which was, we should have never, sorry, when I say we, America, America should have never went to the Middle East, Canada helped too, because I'm Canadian technically, but America should have never went to the Middle East, but since they got there and when they got there, they never should have got out. I agree with that entirely. And I know it's extremely controversial, you know, Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi, the whole thing of, you know, Saddam Hussein was bad, but he killed terrorists. There were a lot of bad things these guys did. But the problem is, though, guys, everybody knows it on both sides. It's left a vacuum. And then when you leave the troops and they leave Afghanistan, the Taliban starts to take over. So the question then becomes, when are the troops going to come home? Because they should. It's been a freaking long battle, man, from 2001. And for those that watch this show that are veterans or are still serving, and I know for a fact there are a handful of you, again, thank you so much for your service. But I, you, you guys see where I'm coming from? You know what I mean? And I say this as respectfully as possible, but it's like, when are we going to get out? And I think that's why Trump got a lot of the military involved in 2016, because it 
a lot of people agreed with him. We should have, the America should should have never gone in. But since they got in and they removed these dictators and all that, you gotta you gotta keep the control there until there's something to fill that vacuum, right? So it's hard to say. But anyways, so that's it for today. Uh, this afternoon's episode is uh, gonna be a good one, hopefully, and uh, we will catch you guys either this afternoon or tomorrow. Cheers. <laughs>